0: I think we hear that verse, the truth will set us free. And I guess sometimes we think of salvation, you know, Jesus Christ sets us free. But I, I think it also sets us free in an ongoing everyday level. So like for sanctification, but it's not just the general truth that sets us free. Um, It's not just God who sets us free without doing anything. Instead, sanctification is a partnership with God. And so I need to apply the truth throughout the day to otherwise I'm going to, you know, give in and do the things I don't want to do.
1: Welcome to the Isle of Misfits, where we own our awkward on the way to becoming who God wired us to be in the first place. I am Nancy Carmichael, your humble host and chief misfit here in the Isle. And are we in for a treat today? Because right now, with me via the magic of the interwebs is a lady who's just gonna plain encourage you because that's what she seems to be all about and by encourage i don't mean she's just gonna shower us with this vapid you know you're perfect the way you are don't ever change nonsense no it is much better than that just you wait but i'm getting ahead of myself Our guest today is Barb Raveling. She is a podcaster, a YouTuber, and a life coacher, an author, and so much more. And I must say, she's got one of the coolest websites around, and she's all about renewing the mind. And I'm so excited to talk to her. So this is the part where we switch from third person to first person, and I'm just going to say welcome, Barb, to the aisle. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, I'm really excited to have you here. Um, and there's so much I want to talk to you about today. But first, um, I would just, I would just like to have you tell us a little bit about yourself for those
0: who who don't know you. Ah, uh, well, I'm a, let's see, I'm a retired homeschooler. I have four adult kids. Been married almost 40 years, and uh, writer, podcast. We already said that. One interesting thing is my husband's a travel physical therapist. So every three months we move to a different location to live cool. and do life in any place.
1: Awesome. So where are you doing life right now?
0: In Astoria, Oregon.
1: Ooh, West Coast. So, so are you kind of in the West Coast
0: or do you go all around? Well, I'm from. We're from our Montana. We still have our home there, but we were on the East Coast, up in Maine and New Hampshire, for our last couple of rotations. So yeah, we go all around.
1: Ooh, wow! East Coast, West Coast. You, yeah, you're you're here, there, and everywhere. That that must be a really interesting life.
0: It is. We well, we both love the hike. We love adventure, so it's a fun life.
1: Yeah. So, okay. So East coast, West coast, how about, do you like, and you said Montana, but like, how about like, you know, fly over country? Are you ever like in middle America?
0: Well, we are in Santa Fe for our first one. We've only been doing this for a year. So we lived for 30 years in a small town in Montana. And then we started this lifestyle a year ago.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. I I love the idea of it. It sounds very romantic. I'm sure it it doesn't always feel that way, but I'm like an adventure for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a mixture of high adventure and fun and excitement with really high stress.
1: Yes. <laughs> it kind and of goes back and forth. And good packing skills, right?
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's yeah. definitely a, a lesson in minimalist living because we only carry what we can put in our car.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, that's really cool. That is very cool. So homeschooling, mom, so you have kids, obviously, if you're a yeah, homeschooler. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many kids?
0: Four kids. Four and they're kids. all, I mean, three of them are married now. We have one grandkid, so they're, they're in their 20s and 30s.
1: Nice. Oh yeah. And grandchildren I hear make life that much more fun. So it does. Well, that that's is just really exciting to hear about your your traveling life, your homeschooling life. And um I'm sure a lot of that informed what you do now which as we said is a lot you know you you to to sum it up you're an encourager um i I got that from you right away but um you know you're here today specifically because you have a new book right um it's called say goodbye to emotional eating and of course we want to talk about that um uh and also you know i like i said i've also been checking out your website which is just so cool and packed with all kinds of cool stuff. So, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that too. But first, I gave you fair warning it is time to play a stupid game. Stupid Woohoo! Game! <laughs> she, you heard it. It's official. She woohooed it. So, that means we have to. <laughs> have to press on so all right today's stupid game i'm thinking all right so this is what you do we're talking about emotional healthy eating which always conjures up thoughts of dieting with you know this time we're we're a month into the new year but you know new year's resolutions all that kind of stuff so how are we doing with all this so it got me thinking about goal setting and all that kind of stuff so this is like this is like your think fast goal setting i'm going to give you two choices and you just have to pick one And you don't have to justify it unless you want to. So that's it. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Our first this or that. Think fast. News resolutions, yay or nay? Yay. Yay, okay. That was quick. All right, (laughs) you like them.
0: Do you want to say? I do like them because I think, I mean, the whole idea is, no, we shouldn't do them because we never follow through on them. And I think it's fair to say, yeah, let's do them and just have a couple. But that's um, even when we're gonna fail, let's keep persevering, renew our minds. We actually can change things with God's help.
1: Okay. All right. So that moves us on to the next one. Goals or dreams?
0: Goals. Goals. Okay.
1: That was, that was very decisive too. So why goals? Why goals? Why (laughs) Um, not dreams?
0: I think dreams are fun, but if we don't do anything about them, they just remain dreams and nothing ever happens. So I think we have to have goals to put the dreams into action and be realized.
1: Ooh, good answer. I like it. I like it. All right. Next one. Motivation or inspiration?
0: Ooh, that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. Um, see, It depends on how you define them. I'll say, uh, I'm going to say inspiration because I feel like we can be motivated. I might be motivated, like, say, to lose weight, for example. But as soon as I see a lemon bar, I'm going to eat it. So (laughs) I need to have inspiration from God. And I need to have his mindset to be able to uh, follow through and only eat that when it's good for me.
1: Oh, that is so good. And that explains why you do what you do, because, yeah, it's the why, right? I said there were no wrong answers. So, But I like this answer because what you're talking about is there's a why behind that that motivates us and if we don't know that why we're not going to stay motivated right like you, when i want that that uh that little tasty treat and yeah but i have to know right. why so that's our inspiration cool okay process or destination
0: process definitely mm, okay you're right on that one too so <laughs> the process gets us to the destination
1: mm-hmm. okay i like it i like it all right i got one more, maybe, maybe a bonus rules or habits.
0: Habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Habits help us. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm a totally against rules, but if we have habits, then we do things without even thinking about it. So mm-hmm. it's good to develop good habits, you know, that, that we don't even have to think about. Usually we have a lot of bad habits we don't have to think about, <laughs> but if we can change those to good habits, we're better off.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. This is great. See, this is why you do what you do, because I loved everything that you said, and it just makes so much sense. So I'm going to give you a bonus. And this one, I I actually lifted right off of this cool website of yours that I've been talking about. Um, And I thought this was really, really cool. Um, And this has to do with, um, well, I'm not going to even give it away. Quiet time or
0: renewing the mind. Oh, that's, can I say one is equal? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I feel like quiet time yeah. is time just in fellowship with God and renewing the mind is time for a specific purpose so still with God but for the specific purpose of changing the way we think so that that will change our desires and our emotions and the change the way we act so I feel like they're both equally important and renewing is something done with God but quiet time seems you know different things with God maybe
1: I think that was an excellent answer. Yeah, and I like that you made them equal. So I will just, um, yeah, spoiler alert, because when I, you had a blog about this uh, on your website and this is what I got out of it is, yeah, it wasn't that um, quiet time wasn't important, but it was, there's a question, well, what are you getting out of it, right? Because um, I'm actually gonna read a little quote right off your website. With a quiet time, you know you've done it when you've read your Bible and prayed. But with renewing of the mind, you know you've done it when you're seeing life and more specifically your current situation from a biblical perspective. So that's hopefully the goal of the quiet time, right?
0: Right. That's definitely one of the goals of a quiet time. A big goal. I agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So excellent answers. And you uh, you did a beautiful job. You have won the stupid game. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> So, yeah. So actually, I think this this leaves us uh, with a a good springboard to to just continuing this conversation. So renewing the mind. Um, I think I, I said this before we hit record that to me, from what I'm learning about you, from reading this book of yours, from looking at your website, that seems to be an anchor for you, this idea of renewing the mind.
0: Yes, I've been renewing my mind now for over 20 years and I've seen God change my life in so so many areas through it that I just I can't believe what a powerful tool it is.
1: Right, right. And you know, the idea of well, how do you do that? Is it, well, here's the right answer. You know, you um something in the book um uh, in one of the first parts of the book, you talked about you know, um in the context of of eating, right? Because that's what um say goodbye to emotional. Eating is all about. So, all right, I know I shouldn't eat the cupcake, but I want to eat the cupcake. And, oh, I, I just can't seem to help myself. Well, there, you know, the answer is, well, you have a choice, right? So, mm. okay. But talk a little bit about that, because I know you you had some really cool things to say. About okay.
0: That. I would say some people have a choice if they have self-control, mm-hmm. but in the old days, I did not have a choice because mm-hmm. I didn't have self-control in that area. So that's why I need to renew my mind. So in reality, I saw the cupcake and I thought, oh yeah, I want to eat that. But there, there would be lies that would make me follow through on that. So like somebody who just ate at meals, they would say, well, I'm not gonna eat it. It's, you know, snack time. I'll wait and have it for dessert or somebody who ate only when they were hungry, they'd say, well, I'm not hungry for it. I'm not gonna eat it. But I would have said, Hey, that looks good. I'm gonna eat it. I don't care (laughs) if it's, it's in the middle of the day, I don't care if I'm not hungry, I'm just going to eat it. So I would be believe lies like, um, that looks so good. I should eat it or, um, this will make me feel better. Or, you know, I, my life is so boring. I need to have that. So my life will be exciting. So I believe different things that would make me eat the cupcake, just as all those people that never struggle with, with eating too much believe certain things that make him not eat the cupcake unless it's a good time for him to eat the cupcake if that makes sense
1: you know it does make sense and, and, and a lot of this hinges on you know another you you bring up a scripture um that i think again is an anchor to this that you know um uh, many many of our listeners will know it and if you don't it's easy to memorize the truth will make you free right and that's out of uh the, the gospel of john um okay well just knowing what the right answer is? Is that what he's talking about?
0: I think we hear that verse, the truth will set us free. And I guess sometimes we think of salvation, you know, Jesus Christ sets us free, but I I think it also sets us free in an ongoing everyday level. So like for sanctification, but it's not just the general truth that sets us free. Um, It's not just God who sets us free without doing anything. Instead, sanctification is a partnership with God. And so Mm -hmm. I need to apply the truth throughout the day to otherwise I'm going to, you know, give in and do the things I don't want to do. So it's kind of truth is more like a weapon, just like Jesus used it as a weapon when he was tempted in the desert. And, you know, he used it many times, three times that were written down. But we might have to renew our minds several times during the day to fight that battle to change our thoughts.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. You know, and a weapon is something you have to know how to use, right? It's no good if you don't use it. And and to back up even from there, you know, it's it's one thing to know what the right answer is. I, I, I often use this analogy. Um, so if you've heard it before, you're gonna hear it again. Not you, but the people who are, you know, who who have been listening. I think about um when I was a kid and I was in grade school and math books, right? So at the back of the math book were all the answers. And anytime you wanted the right answer, you could go to the back of the math book. And up oh, there it is, page thirty four. That's good. I don't know how to get there, but I know what the right answer is. Hmm. And that's what i that's what I think when i when I hear you say this, it's like, you, know, okay, it's good to have this weapon. It's good to know that it's true and it will set me free, but how do I get there? And that's that partnership that you're talking about. That's the part where we, you know, we have to go from where I am now to what what the truth can do for me. And we can't do
0: that on our own. Right. Yeah. It's something we do with God, but I guess I would say too back, you know, before I started renewing my mind, it was kind of a some out there concept. I didn't really know what right. it looked like on a practical right. level, so I, I started developing these tools. They just kind of happened. I, I didn't set out to do it, but just kind of happened. And they're they're practical tools people can use, where it's you know pretty easy and straightforward. Just do this, and then as you do it, you you will find your desires changing, or even your your negative emotions changing. So one of the tools I had was truth journaling. That was the first thing. Um, I learned how to do and I, I applied it towards annoyance. And as I truth journaled, I, I realized that, hey, I don't feel as annoyed as I used to feel five minutes ago when I started truth journaling or 10 minutes ago, depending on how long it takes.
1: So, all right. So talk a little more about truth journaling. Uh, that What a cool concept.
0: So what does that look like? So truth journaling, what it looks like is you ask, so you can do it for either desires or emotions. So let's just say I'm doing it um, for for eating. I would say, what am I believing that's making me want to eat this out of the boundary treat? So let's just say I have boundaries that say I can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and one snack. That's kind of my my guidelines for the day. And I feel like eating one when it's not part of that. Then I'll just say, what's make what am I believing that's uh, making me uh, eat this? And I'll write those things down. So I might believe oh, it's just one bite. And this will make me feel better. And I've already broken my Bari's day. I might as well eat again. So write those things down. And then I'll look at each statement one at a time and I'll say, is this true? And a lot of times it will be partly true, but not all the way true. And that's why they, we feel like they're truths because they have some element of truth into it. So then I'll write down the truth for that belief. And that's when I, I start recognizing, Oh, my desires are changing. Cause like, when I see the real truth, well, then I have different desires. And it, I don't know if you want me to go in on how it will work differently on emotional level. Sure. Sure. Okay. Yes. So on an emotional yeah. level, like say you're mad at somebody and you might say, let's say you're mad at your your husband. You might say, he is such a jerk. That might be what you believe. Okay. But then when you write the truth, no, he's not a jerk. He's a, a child of God who has strengths and weaknesses. And you know those weaknesses, they spill out and hurt me sometimes. So see how by by looking at a more full truth, our annoyance starts to go away, hmm. and and you our know, emotions decrease. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: you know what you're talking about. At least the way it's hitting me, you're talking about getting. Let's let's get brutally honest, right? Because oh, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, we can we can just go to that right answer, right? You know, in the back of the math book or whatever. Well, I know what the right answer is, so I know I shouldn't be thinking or whatever this, but that's not going to help me right now because I'm believing something that's getting in the way. To the right answer so what you're talking about is stopping pausing writing it out you know like i am feeling this so you're naming it and then you're you're bringing it to the truth you're you're saying okay how does this how does this jive with what is really true and then naming what is true and i i think that's again that's so practical and it's it's really
0: helpful Right. It's practical, but, but you're right. You brought something up. You have to be honest because yeah. uh, one of the hurdles for some people is they don't want to admit that they're. They're feeling that or believing that because first you start with the feelings and then you okay. go to the beliefs. What am I believing? You know, that's increasing that feeling and then the truth. So I know one person said, I don't like to, you know, I don't like to truth because I don't like to write those thoughts out and see all those ugly thoughts, but the truth is we're thinking those thoughts. So it's better okay. to bring them to the light and look at them and let, right. you know, let God shed his light on them yeah and
1: god knows we're thinking them anyway so um and this is something that really is near and dear to my heart because over the last i don't know i'm going to say five six ish years i think i've been on this journey of just learning to get brutally honest with god and not in a like in your face way but like he knows it anyway and if i want to get past this whatever it is right you know own my awkward you know the the awkward emotion i'm feeling the annoyance the lie that i'm believing I can't get past it if I can't even admit
0: that I'm thinking or feeling this. Right. And the thing is, you know, God gives grace and God wants to help us. I mean, Jesus wouldn't have come to earth if God didn't want to walk through life with each one of us. So he wants to help us with all those problems. And also I've found in uh, talking to other women, a lot of women think they're the only one thinking these things or feeling these things. Mm -hmm. But here's the truth everybody is thinking them or feeling them. So they they hear what somebody says and they're like, oh, I didn't know other people were thinking that. So they have all this shame and condemnation for thinking it when really we're all struggling with the same things.
1: Yeah. And isn't that interesting how it circles back to you admit the truth and it sets you free because you realize you're not the only one in captivity to this, right? There's something very freeing. I know, like, especially if you've ever, ever been in a group of people and then someone's just like, you know what, I just gotta be honest. And they say whatever, you know, whatever it is they're struggling with. And then all of a sudden the room is like, like this, this weight lifts and like, oh, I can be free too. So it's amazing how that works.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really important to bring those thoughts to the life, share them with other people, yeah. Share them with God and let God change our thinking. And I guess that's the difference of going to God with them. Cause a lot of times we'll share those things with our friends. So like, say, if I said, Oh, my husband's such a jerk, my friend who really loves me. Um, and maybe if he's the friend is, not uh, friends with my husband, she might say, you're right. He's such a jerk. I can't believe he did that. Right. But God will say, wait a minute, right. yeah. is he really hundred percent jerk right. or is he having this fault that's really bothering you? And also do you have some faults too that are a little annoying so 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 god is the perfect person to bring those thoughts to to really see the full truth
1: no and that's such a good point too because we can keep that negative loop going right you, you know you have a good friend that just you know they want to make you feel better they want to be on your side so they'll they'll kind of that that feedback loop oh yeah you're right and blah 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 blah, blah and the next thing right. you know, you're you're down a negative path so so okay I think this, this kind of leads into my next thought that I wanted to talk to you about, just the whole idea of choice, right? So we do have choices and I think it's, it's, it's an important topic because I think it's, it's one of those things we talk a lot about, right? The power of choice, you know, and it is a powerful thing, but I don't necessarily think that we think about the power of our choices, let alone why we make them. I think there's often a disconnect. Right, um, even in this process that you're talking about getting getting honest, why do I want the brownie? Why do I want to eat that tub of ice cream? Why do you know or whatever that that habit, that behavior that really isn't gonna lead to a a healthy, productive place. So I'd love to hear your thoughts about, yeah, our choices.
0: um, I don't think a lot of times we we feel like we have the choice. I know that's popular, right. and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like saying, hey, God's given us the power. All you need to do is claim it. Well, I feel like choice sometimes works maybe for somebody who's really good at discipline, but -hmm. not all of us are really good at discipline. And then if you have any addictive factors in there, you know, like I'm addicted to alcohol or drugs or or even something like sugar, we have our our physical reaction whiteness to do those things. Or for me, who is by nature, a super indulgent, lazy person who can't make herself do anything, I might want to follow my list, but that doesn't mean I can make myself follow this. So mm-hmm. we all have something in our life we can't control. And a lot mm-hmm. of times the people who are really good at controlling what they do, they might struggle with something like anxiety. So mm-hmm. they might say, yeah, I have a choice and I can make myself work, but I can't make myself turn off my worrisome thoughts. So we all struggle with something. And then those areas where we don't feel like we have the choice and we really can't make ourselves do it, uh, that's when we really need to rely on God and the renewing of the mind and be transformed by the renewing of the mind and not by choice. We're not transformed by choice. We're being transformed by the renewing of the mind. And self-control, it comes from walking through the spirit, not by mm-hmm. drumming it up and saying, oh, I'm just going to make a choice. I mean, sometimes right. you can, but not always. Like well, now, and- I've re- yeah, I've renewed my mind up now that I can make a choice in a lot of things, but I couldn't do it before all that renewing.
1: Right. So I agree with everything you said. So I'm gonna say something. It might sound like I'm pushing back on you, but this is just the way I process. So you're right. We can't make ourselves be more disciplined if if by nature, especially because I'm with you, like I'm I'm like a type A wannabe, right? In the type B body. Like I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm <me> too. <laughs> I'm more wired to be type B and I try so hard to be type A. Um, but here's here's the thing, like even renewing our mind, right? We choose and this is where choice comes in it may not be i may not have feel like i have choice over that behavior but at some point i have a choice am i just going to give into this or am i gonna am i gonna bring this to god am i gonna do what you said you know like that that practical hey let's just get brutally honest here and whether you write it out in journal or just the idea of i can either choose to get brutally honest bring this to god or i can just keep doing what i'm doing thinking, you know, hoping one day it'll all change. And that in itself is also a choice.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, you're right. And you brought a, up a good point because if we need to renew our mind to change, it's also hard to make ourselves renew our mind if we're undisciplined. Right. Um. So that's when so it can like help. Vicious, to, yeah. yeah, it is. It can help to have an accountability partner. So somebody mm-hmm. that says, hey, did you renew your mind today? Um, so like if I say, I'm going to renew my mind twice a day, my friend every morning can just text, We can just text each other, yes or no. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, that's actually why I I wrote this newest book with hundred renewing exercises, Mm -hmm. because I had so many women tell me, I know what changes me. I've experienced that, but I can't make myself do it. So the new book I wrote, because it, it makes it easier to renew your mind. Cause all they have to do is the next exercise in the book, the hundred renewing exercises are all written out. There's room to write your answers in the book. So, so however, you can make it easy, but I think that it, it hinges on developing and renewing of that mind habit. So if we right. can develop that habit, that will help us change all the other habits. So that's almost the most important habit to develop first, I would say.
1: Right, right. So yeah, so if you were to frame it this way, it's, you know, when we think about choices, some of the some of these big choices, like, oh gosh, I'm not disciplined enough to to do X, Y, Z to get to my goal. So that's a big choice, right? That's something that's bigger than my ability to do it. But the little choices, like you said, can I, you know, what can I do to take a tiny step towards redoing my mind? What can I do to bring this to God? And the, those tiny little choices are the things, you know, one choice begets another begets another, and it has this cumulative effect, yeah. right?
0: Um, yeah. You know- and I would say too, there's everything you can do. There's practical things you can do to make choices easier. So I have a, a book called Freedom from procrastination it's procrastination Bible study and one oh, of the things I one. <laughs> one of the things I say in that book is to develop uh, to put little steps for big projects so anytime your to-do to do is more than a, a one step to do you call it a project and you put steps so I could even do that with renewing I could say my goal today is to renew my mind and so the first step is take out the book the mm-hmm. second step is grab my pen the third step is turn to the page the fourth step is to to do the exercise, so yeah, it sounds pathetic. But when we think of a big job, even if it's something right. as simple as reading your mind, it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Sounds like way too much work. But if okay, all I have to do is get my book out, I can do that. All I have to do is find a pen, I can do that. So so, so it just makes yeah. it easier to to put it into action. What we need. Oh to my do. gosh,
1: yeah. And when you think about, you know, like there's so much talk about anxiety, and and I because I think there's a lot of anxiety in the air, and and I'll just speak for myself, like. I I have a tendency, if I'm not careful, to just get overwhelmed because, like you said, oh, I've got I've got all these things I've got to do today, and 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 sometimes I'm like, well, where do I even start? And it's oh, it's so big, but to just break it down, as you said, in those little bite size, no, I can do this, and then just do the next thing and the next thing, and before you know it, you've made you know uh, ten or twenty or thirty choices to to bring you towards something that is productive rather than just the chaos of oh it's too much.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. So that's so, so encouraging. Um, I'm going to read you another quote, just get your, your okay. reaction to it. So um, this is me quoting you. As God spoke truth to me and met my needs, I learned to become a person who could hold food and my idea of the perfect life with open hands. I love that line. I would just, yeah, I just want to hear you talk a little bit more about what you were thinking about when you wrote that.
0: Well, I think what before I started truth and of course we're, I'm still like that, it's still so many areas that need to, you know, go into God's control, but I felt like I had to have certain things to be happy. So I had all these things I have to be happy, so I lived with clenched fists. But mm-hmm. as the more I saw life from a biblical perspective, the more I'm like, okay, I don't need that to be happy. I don't need that to be happy. You know, I, I we want to live life with open hands being willing to give anything up for God to do anything for God. And so I think that's what the renewing of the mind uh, did. And the interesting thing is, as I renewed, sometimes I felt like, oh, I can't believe that God would call me to do that. And I thought, there's mm. no way I can be happy if I do that. But mm. uh, the more I, I'm i like, okay, I'm willing to give that a try. And I, the more I live life open hands, the more I realize, wait a minute, I'm not miserable. I'm super joyful I'm peaceful. So God's way really does work. The Bible really does work, and I saw that play out as I carried my thoughts captive to God in different areas of my life.
1: Yeah, like in your real life, and I, you know, the key, the key phrase in that quote to me was the one you put in parentheses: "and my idea of the perfect life." Because I think that's that's when I realized my my fists are clenched because oh, no, I have this idea, and I can't let go of it, and. No, I'm just not gonna do it. Um, because it's scary, right? Even even if we realize this isn't perfect, I don't like where I am, but I have this idea. And if I let go of my idea, then then what do I have? Um, and it's very oh. stressful. It's a stressful way to live.
0: It is. And you might you, you don't necessarily have to let go of the idea as long as God's okay with the idea. Right. It's just that as long we God, have to, yes. you know, put the work into it and hold the outcome with open hands.
1: Right, yes, and I think that is key because ultimately, God's idea of a perfect life is the best idea. um, and I think in my heart of hearts, this is another um uh, oh, I can't think of the word, but it's 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 another oh my goodness, I'm blanking out, <laughs> but it's just it's another thing i that that's very near and dear to me, you know, the idea that as Christians, the truest part of us is Jesus Christ right that is that's the core of our being so as long as i'm agreeing with him yeah that is the perfect life but where i get into trouble is is when i i don't listen to that core and i start to get other ideas you know this this fantasy of whatever the perfect life is right you know everything is picture, you know, like uh picture perfect Insta, you know, like, and it's this, this image of the perfect life as opposed to no Christ in me. That's, that's the perfect life. So, you know, I guess I, I think that's so powerful because I think a lot of us from time to time, at least do kind of have this fantasy about, well, everything has to be perfect in order for my life to be perfect.
0: Yeah, what I realized is that I had a lot of unrealistic expectations for, for yes. life. <laughs> yes. So I feel like, oh, it should be perfect. In reality, no life is perfect. And right. then I had certain bents too. You know, I, I'm a person who loves fun and excitement. Well, God's fine with me, you know, finding opportunities for fun and excitement, but he doesn't want me to live for it. Cause I I do believe he wanted me to write. And in the beginning, I hated writing. So he wanted me to be willing to make my life non-fun and non-exciting mm. by becoming a writer because he had some things he wanted me to do to help to help love others well. So he he just, it's okay to to go with whatever, you know, to to want things, want certain things, as long as we always, we don't turn into idols and we make God first.
1: Right. Right. And just yielding that because, you know, all right, well, the process of writing a book and, and doing these things that you've done, yeah, it probably doesn't always feel like a lot of fun. It isn't like, woohoo, big adventure, jumping off a cliff. <laughs> but but I will say from my end, you know, like I said, um, not that I want to hammer on this, but like even just looking at your website, it is so well done and so encouraging. And that to me is exciting because you're, you're setting, you know, you're, you're helping other people to go on a journey to be set free. And what could be more exciting than that? So for a season, you laid down fun and exciting for a greater goal right? Which is fun and exciting, you know? So I love how that
0: works. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I was complaining about my writing life to a friend of mine Mm -hmm. years and years ago. And I said, my life is so incredibly boring. (laughs) And she said, but Barb, look at it from a spiritual perspective, Mm -hmm. from a, from a biblical perspective, your life is exciting because you're helping people be set free. So, so I, I'm like, okay, convicted. (laughs) And this was a friend who loved accomplishing and getting things done, but but she spoke words of truth to me, and that that helped me realize. Okay, I need to look at excitement and fun differently.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad she did because it's, it's so true. But you, know, but you know, in the moment, it didn't feel that way. But what I'm hearing you say is, you know, even though she could see the big picture, you were feeling, you know, not the fun part. But even so, you you just trusted God enough to yield to him, said, "Okay, I'm going to do this because I know." you have, you have my best interest in mind and you just to glorify him. So just that willingness to, to yield and say, all right, I'm going to do this. So thank you. Thank you for yielding. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap up, I just, you know, I, I want to give you a chance to just, um, talk to the person who's listening, who's, who's tracking with us, and at the same time, they're feeling like, oh, yeah, but you don't know me. I I just, there's things I want to do and I just can't do them. And I don't know. Maybe they're even feeling like they're the exception to the rule. What would you say to this person?
0: Well, if I'm talking to that person, if you think uh, I don't know you, I I was you. <laughs> mm. When I first started writing, I can only make myself write 15 minutes at a time. And I absolutely hated it. And I had to renew my mind to do it. So... um you know, of course we're all different, but I I know what it's like to not be able to make yourself do things, To you know, be swept up in all your negative emotions. And I guess what I would say is just try renewing your mind. It's such an incredible discipline. I can't believe how much God changes our lives through it. You know, our actions, our ability to do things, ability to not do things and our negative emotions. So just take it step by step. Because when I first started it's like my whole life was a huge ball of tangled yarn. <laughs> and I started with the one little piece of yarn that was showing and started working on that little piece of yarn. And, you know, I've I done it for now like 22, 23 years. So maybe look at change too on a yearly level and not like a day-to-day level because there's so many days I thought there's no way I'm going to change. Uh, mm. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I look at all my other friends who seem to have their lives together and I'm thinking, "Wow. <laughs> I wish I could be that way." Mm-hmm. But but God can change us. I guess that there's hope. That's what I would say. There is hope.
1: There oh, there is hope indeed. And like I said, I I just want to encourage everyone I meet from this day forward, go to this website cuz it is there's so many practical things not just like oh rah rah you're great like no like i'm struggling with this i need peace i need uh i i, I need i have anxiety i i i do want to have a goal i do want to lose weight i do want to change my habits um there's there's something that addresses all of that and so much more so i want to encourage people to to go to barbraveling.com is that did i get that right yes Mm-hmm Okay. So last name is spelled R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G. I'll put that in the show notes as well. And of course, um, when you do that, you can also check out
0: Barb's book. Say goodbye to emotional eating.
1: Thank you. Yes. My new one. (laughs) Yes. So yeah. And and you have a bunch of other books as well um, and and other great resources. So Barb, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, This has encouraged me and I know I'm not the only one.
0: Thank you. It's great being here. And actually I can tell you're a fun person because you started out with a fun activity on your (laughs) podcast. That's the only way
1: to do it, right? That's what keeps (laughs) us going. So motivation, inspiration, right? Inspiration is is what keeps us going. So thank you for being so inspiring and inspiring so many others. Thank you. The name of the book is Say Goodbye to Emotional Eating. And you can get it and say hello to Barb on her very cool website, barbraveling.com. That's R A V E L I N G. It is action packed with all kinds of goodness, whether you want to break a habit, start a habit, set a goal, renew your mind. Truly, you should check her out. You won't regret it. And check us out at isleofmisfits.com. That's I S L E of misfits.com because We've got more great conversations like these and other coolness. So you can even follow us for updates. You do that by subscribing. And of course, I wouldn't mind it one bit if you subscribed to us on Apple or Spotify podcasts um, and gave us a good rating, if it's in your heart to do so, of course, Uh, because there's always more room for more misfits on this journey, more people to encourage, to own who they are on the way to becoming who they're wired to be, to love our fellow misfits, and to look out for beauty and truth along the way, because it's there everywhere.